Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. I'm AJ, joined here by the Bombad Batch. Of Jamie and oh, Matt. Oh, you got to come up with a new one eventually. <laughs> I know. But it's got to be on the, the fly. It's got to come actually, to you. Like, it's supposed to be. It's got to come to me as I'm saying it. It didn't, yeah, exactly. it didn't come this time. It's got to be like a revelation. You can't just can't just like plan it. And there was a lot of suspense there. But uh, yeah, we're back for not yet another uh, great podcast episode for you guys. Yar. If you're listening that listening to this on the audio version, we have a YouTube and if you're watching this on YouTube, you can, you know, we have a podcast in your car. We have a podcast. It's audio. We are a well. podcast. <laughs> yeah, after yeah. all. But be sure to like and subscribe, as it says here on the screen, if you're watching this. And uh, yeah, we recently did, or I recently did a deep dive into the 1999 marketing campaign around, a, around the Phantom Menace. Um, That's a great been, video. Check that out. People have been getting a kick out of it. And I mean, I've always enjoyed that kind of stuff. So if you like that kind of stuff, let us know. We enjoy it. We want to make more stuff like that. So I've always yeah. said that there is not a single uh, piece of inanimate object on planet Earth that didn't at one point have Phantom Menace uh, merch tied to it. Or the Phantom Menace branding. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Hey. So uh, all goofiness aside, we are a very goofy group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we should be called. Goofy We're not the, bat, the bomb what? bad batch with a goofy group. Goofy group? <laughs> That's us. <laughs> We're here to talk about uh, women in Star Wars today and yeah. like why why that's important and how it's really, really progressed since 1977 when Star Wars all began yeah. up until 2023 now, which we're in. And uh, we'll get into that. And that's going to be a great discussion, I think, for us. And But to lead off, we have our questions that we're going to be returning to. And I pulled a few because I'm going to like, I don't know, I want to look at these. But let's see. I think I'm going to go with this one. We could do a couple maybe, but we'll do a couple if you guys are good. If you guys behave. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, that's <laughs> I don't know. Not, that's not if I behave. That's so goofy. Goofy goober. Uh, so goofy guy. You can give Grogu one toy from our galaxy. What do you give him and why? That's I would I would give him you didn't one that. of those like um, plastic jars of slime that you press your fingers into and it makes a fart noise. Flarp. Ooh. Yeah. Flarp. I would Flarp. do that because it would annoy the shit out of Den. Like he would, he would despise it so much. But Grogu would be having the time of his life, hmm. and then he would try to eat it. Yeah, he would eat it. He definitely he'd be okay. eat it. Oh yeah. As all kids are. Now I want he that. Would, to be and my he answer. would eat it. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be fine. He'd be just ripping <laughs> them into it like the whole ride. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the whole ride around. <laughs> He'd be sitting. He'd be sitting in that uh, little dome in the back of the N one, and he'd just be like, <laughs> and then just, just like him, just like him in IG twelve when he's going no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, but it's exactly. him just going. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. That's it. Uh, Flarp there is. You go. Flarp is a toy. Matt, what do you do? You have something oh, other than Flarp? Yeah, I have. An, I have a good one. Is it on I'm your definitely desk? Definitely giving him this. <laughs> a replica of I himself. Would not. I would not hand this over uh, lightly. So this is a big deal. 
I would give him shit in your shoes, Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have that ready as a header? It's always there. <laughs> All right. I think he would love this. He'd be like, he'd be just yeah, entranced be like, by it. It'd be like and the equivalent of having like a baby doll. Okay. Like it might inspire him to perform mischief because this guy is very mischievous, as you can clearly see. I, I like the flarp idea still. I can't think of something. I mean, silly putty. What's he gonna do? With That's, silly the putty, as flarp. That's the same as flarp. It's a little different. It's what not for think? farts. What is he gonna do? He's you gonna can... find galactic newspapers to to put it on to you peel the comics off of. Oh, I got one. Ball in a cup. Ball in a cup. Dude, you're the master of ball in a cup. He would make it levitate and just. He would cheat. This guy. He would. Yeah. He doesn't understand he the concept of like. Fairness. He already has the ball. That's true. Yeah, so... Now he just All needs, he needs is the cup. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, but Jamie wins. I think Flarp. Not that oh, yeah, it was a competition, yeah, yeah. but won. Flarp was the best one. Um, okay. Well, I would get to another card, but I think I think we nailed it with that one. <laughs> That's enough. That's all so, we need. Um, Set the tone. We'll get into our discussion here, where we're going to talk about women in Star Wars, and I don't know what like I've been wanting to do an episode on this for a while, just like our last episode, where Matt talked for uh, an hour about mythology with me teaching me about mythology basically you know but i wanted to do that one for a while and i wanted to do this one for a while and i know we would have a lot to say on the topic but it's really interesting like i mean for obvious like cultural reasons i guess but like 1977 we basically up until 1983 uh when the original trilogy ended we basically have two women in the universe in the galaxy of star wars we have princess leia mon mothma Family Guy made a joke about it. It's the only other woman in the galaxy. Hey, you forgot Aunt Beru or Aunt Beru. Oh, that's a my, big one. My apologies. That is, I did forget. <laughs> Aunt but, like, was but, great. But the point is, like, we had like two, three, yeah. four women characters. Luke, Luke um, had a, a friend who was a girl, uh, and they and cut they her cut, out of the movie. They cut her out of the movie. So yeah, that's true. But then they put her into Book of Boba Fett. But that's kind of the point. Like that's true. You have they didn't say it was her, but they, it was her. You have things now. <laughs> that take place in the original trilogy and even like Star Wars Battlefront for existence, uh, for example, you have like women stormtroopers running around and stuff. And it's like, that wasn't yeah. a thing back then. And like people were all stuck up about that, but like, it's cool that you're kind of able to go back and change, not change history, but change uh, Star Wars history, I guess in a way, and like make it normalize make that women are everywhere. Sexist. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, even just as an outside, like outside as looking at the content as it is, like you had those very few women characters. And then now uh, we won't talk too much about the show Ahsoka, but like in Ahsoka, you had basically like it was led by all female characters. Three so, female leads. That was yeah, pretty. So it's, it's come a very long way. Pretty cool. Um, and as we were getting ready to think of this or uh, record this, Matt, you were like, I I'm thinking of my favorite women characters, which we're all going to get into eventually here. In Star Wars, you know, I keep thinking of like ten more from like recent years. I'm like, oh, that's the point. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it, changing a lot. When you were talking about it, I guess I had never thought of this before. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, but I'd never thought of it. Like, after Aunt Beru dies, Leia is the only woman in the entire movie. Yeah, like there is literally not another woman that appears. Maybe like in the background in Moss in Moss Eisley, like definitely in the background, right? I think the little. Right. I think oh, a yeah, couple probably. of the aliens in the background are are like women, <laughs> but 
but yeah, there's like the uh, twin assassin sisters at the bar. Just like you, it's they're so hard to notice. Like before that, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, um, so. But we, but like obviously, Jamie, <laughs> we have you on our show here, and I think it's important for you. Much yeah, more important. We invited you, you special guest. We wanted speak. you to no. speak to this. It's more <laughs> your opinion on this is is very important. Of you know, the question is why is it important to have women more involved in Star Wars? Um, so I guess I mean you can take the floor with that. Yeah, I mean like uh, women are fifty percent of the world as it is. So um, I think that the biggest the biggest takeaway in anything with Star Wars in general is you, you find your own galaxy like within it, and even even especially recently, but like. Or you find your own galaxy or you find your own space within that galaxy of like where you fit. And like you're always trying to find yourself. And I don't know, when George made it in 1977, he didn't think it was going to be what it was. He didn't, he didn't know it was going to like grow to like be that much. It became really evident like really quickly like what it was going to become. Um, but he's just making a movie in space, a bunch of dudes. Um, and, and like... I don't know the, the thing with like me and like I've dove into this like a lot like on our show of just like how I got into Star Wars myself and like I was always aware of it like as a kid and it was never something that I really like was head over heels like in love like about and I think a lot of that was because I was a girl and it just wasn't as like accessible like to me like sure like I knew about it like friends were into it and like my older siblings like knew of it but they weren't like obsessed with it and like I also, in case it's not incredibly obvious, I'm not like the most like feminine of like women. Like I like I like dance along the edge of like non-binary sometimes, and so like being like I'm just like like whatever. Like it's not really something I was I was like into like as like a kid, and so like seeing like recently in recent years um, of just getting a character like Rey originally that was like something that made me just like click with Star Wars that was literally the moment of seeing myself in Star Wars as well um especially for like that moment in time in 2015 um for me because she was on her own doing everything like herself and like it, it was literally just her against the galaxy pretty much and all the other at that point in time, like the other like female leads, like were were different. They weren't necessarily like something that I would like want to like be like myself. Like I, I didn't see myself as a princess, so I wasn't gonna be like a princess Leia. I didn't ever want to go into any sort of like political roles and be like a senator. So like I love Padme, but like I never related to her, and I also didn't care to be in like any sort of a relationship as like a kid. Like I did, I wasn't a kid who like I wasn't a little girl who dreamed of like her wedding day. That was never something I was like really into, and so like. The whole like romance thing just didn't click with me as a kid. I love it, like looking back on it, and I see its flaws. But I also like love to like see everything like looking back on it. But like the first character that like related with me was Rey, and so like it's important for women to be in Star Wars. Clearly, not just to like make things like equal, but in order to see yourself. And it's grown so much like as well of not just women, but just. Um, other cultures, other races, and just like just gender in general is just like what we're aiming for. And it's just a reflection of what is real life. And I don't know, we can talk about it like for like years of just like this is it's important for that exact reason. Like we're we're on this podcast right now, two guys, one girl, and we're all white. And so yeah. like we've all like seen Star Wars from the beginning of this is 
this is what it is. But Star Wars has grown to be so much more than that. And I love every single moment of it because it, it like we've all had our moments and we want to see everyone else get their moments as well. Being like, hey, yeah, that's that's me on screen. And that's the goal of all this. And like Star Wars reaches so many people that you, it, it has to involve all these other people. It has to involve everyone. And that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's definitely. like, I mean, it was like so perfectly said and, and you even, I mean, we, we even have, I mean, that number needs to grow too, but we even have some non-binary characters in star Wars. Um, yeah. Very, in, very in squadrons. In there. We got one. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's the next step I think to, yeah. yeah. To, um, and even gay relationships. Like we have some of those not very prominent. It's not as overt yet, um, but yeah. it's, it's, it's on its way. Yeah, it's something that Star Wars isn't necessarily like a love story, like in any way, shape or form. Like, sure, like there are like relationships like along the way, but it's never like centered that way. Like we have like some works that are like specifically about relationships of characters. And like, that's not really ever what Star Wars was about. But you're not going to have like a built out like world and galaxy of just people just like standing next to each other. Just, hey, no, they're going to have relationships. <laughs> and so like right. we want to see those relationships. And, you know, of course... Of course, I did mention that it began with like one, two, three women characters. Um, but like Princess Leia, like she wasn't, she was iconic. I mean, she is iconic, um, you know, and Carrie's iconic for that character and, and her work that she put into it. But like she wasn't a damsel. They set her up to be a damsel in distress, but she wasn't. Like she was yeah, like, she hey, was like, hey, you scruffy looking nerf herder, like I can handle this. She grabs the blaster and it's she's the one that dives into the garbage chute. She leads yeah. the way. And, you know, Ray does a similar thing in Force Awakens, like stop taking my hand to Finn, like I don't need your help. Um, and Padme's like that too. I mean, Battle of Geonosis, she's, she's, um, I forget what they, she's on top of things. Like she climbs up the thing to <laughs> she tree herself to be on top of things. Yeah, like all these, all these women characters. Um, uh, those are the big three women characters of each yeah. trilogy, I would say. So like, they're they're all go getters. You guys are forgetting one big feminist icon. Um, that I'm actually shocked you didn't, uh, Jamie, you didn't mention when you watched uh, the prequels, Yaddle. Yaddle is the biggest feminist icon around. <laughs> hey, Girl we... Yoda, guys, that was a big step. That was a huge step. I mean, like, need I remind you again, um, I was aware of Star Wars as a kid, <laughs> but I wasn't into Star Wars hey, until you were sitting there in arguably... 2015 watching The Phantom Menace going, that's me when you're looking at Yaddle. Uh, no, I can guarantee you I was not... <laughs> Some I people, know you're kidding, but I guarantee you I was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we got we got Yaddle's uh, we got balance to Yaddle's story in Tales of the Jedi. So yeah, I, I love Yaddle. Uh, although oh, yeah. I, I will say, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but like unironically love Yaddle, and then ironically love that they just put like girl Yoda in the background <laughs> wig on in episode Yoda. one and just put a wig on on the Yoda puppet. Yeah, and she's just sitting there going, she's got like the worst face on too. It's great. I love it. I never. I never think of George Lucas and like writing women as like a strength of his, but I mean, you got to give him credit for it. He did. He did uh, write princess Leia and she's a great character. And that kind of paved the way to characters in the eighties, like Ellen Ripley um, in it and uh, alien Sarah and Connor you, and Terminator. And yeah, even and as you mentioned, Marion, Marion was another George mm -hmm. Lucas creation. <laughs> And once again, like not a damsel in distress, kind of set up like that, but she can handle her own, as we see, uh, for the most part, in that like bar scene in uh, Raiders. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, really? It all started. I feel like it all started with Princess Leia as a badass woman character, 
back then. If there was someone earlier than that, not to my that's off my film radar knowledge. Uh, I don't know. There, there might I could be probably think of some, but there, but none of them. Like the fact that we can't think of them right now. I mean, where right. we are, Star that's Wars. The point. But I mean, Princess Leia was the first one to really like break out into pop culture mainstream and be like the like. I mean, there was like the femme fatale trope. Uh, but even then, that's like a trope and not the, you know, not the best trope to have, but better right. than damsel in distress, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's all incremental. And then you get to Princess Leia and then you don't have to worry anymore. It was all over. We're all <laughs> we're all good in the world. World held hands and everybody was like, we, we did it, guys. There's even a quote. I mean, it's not often I pull up a quote from someone to read it off here, but this was from Dave Filoni, uh, I believe in 2016 at a, a conference he was doing. Uh, and he says, we're trying to create an environment where it's my hope that uh, kind of just like Luke did all, he opened the door. Um, he just opened the door, let Leia out, and she just went gangbusters, um, which is kind of what we're saying here, right? But he, he wants Lucasfilm, I just want Lucasfilm uh, to be opening the door to a new generation of filmmakers, of women to come to Lucasfilm and be creative. So like, that's the other point of this, not just on screen in galaxy but behind the scenes you know we're getting a lot more women creators uh in star wars uh, so it's, yeah it's i mean we've had great. women directors for the shows um but let's get a, a female director for a movie and know the ray movie the upcoming ray movie which hopefully gets made hopefully i'm not looking yeah. back at this and being like oh but uh charmito bade chidoy uh, is set to be directing that so hopefully that that's a big She's deal. The first female female uh, director in Star Wars, uh, film director. I think that the the biggest thing that this this all is with just like the behind the scenes of just getting more people involved with production is, again, it goes back to uh, women. Literally, are fifty fifty one percent of the yeah, population. Yeah, I, I was. I didn't want to correct um, you. I felt like no, that no, was no, like no, no, yeah. the wrong thing to do at the time, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, you, but yeah, like fifty one percent. It's like yeah. More. So the fact that like they are, they they've just always been here. They've just been in like different roles like previously. What it what it really truly takes is um someone who's a guy to open the door and be like yeah, come in and, and join us and like genuinely mean it and genuinely get them on the right path. And that is something that George has started um with onboarding Kathleen Kennedy, and also um Dave Filoni has done with onboarding all of his awesome creators that he has like getting like jennifer corbett involved getting deborah chow involved yeah. um just getting more Howard. people yes getting price involved so like it, it takes someone who is an ally in order to get that opening for others in order to get there and that's something that like just can't be overlooked as well oh yeah yeah that's a good point they seem to have kind of all the right and i feel bad for not mentioning kathy i went straight to dave but we all know i love oh, i love I kathy yeah, so I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad you brought her up. Uh, she's she's George's cell, you know, hand picked, self appointed or not self appointed. George appointed successor. That's George huge. Appointed. Yeah, George people appointed. Don't, people don't realize that. I don't. think. People but. don't realize no. that. I think people need to like do their research before they before they freak out about something. Oh, like people that. freak out and don't look things up. I mean, wow. like she she built up like what she did like on her own like as well. well so like I, as I like oh, say yeah. like sure it it helps when someone helps open the door for you. Um, it also is a lot of hard work on your own in order to get to it. Like I I come from experience. I speak from experience in that setting of like uh, there's a lot of like projects that like I worked on at least like throughout like school and whatnot that it was through my own damn hard work that I got to be able to like 
end up like running something for like three solid years at college. Um, you were my yeah, boss and, for three yeah, years at college. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that was all just like hard work because it was like recognized and someone was like, hey, yeah, actually you're doing a really good job. And it happened to be a guy um, who did say that and I ended up taking his job. Um, so like sometimes <laughs> it like works that way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, you know, obviously we're getting into the to the background of of women in star wars here but we do want to celebrate you know our favorites of uh women character characters in star wars but is there anything else you guys wanted to say like on this part of the segment here of that we're kind of forgetting or anything no i don't know i don't know if you any details I mean, they... in classic marauder <laughs> fashion if it comes back well it'll come to our brain and it'll don't worry up, we will we will derail somehow. the conversation <laughs> We'll derail the crap and, out of this, this yeah, conversation. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so I wanted to kind of break it down into our favorite women characters, and we can do it like favorite. I don't know what you guys want to do, but like favorite of the different eras, favorite in general. I, I kind of had the idea of doing favorite heroes and then favorite villains. Um, like, sure. what do you, how do you guys want to approach that? Because I mean, I have my, yeah. and in, my I mean, anything ideas, in between. But... We do heroes and villains, and if any come to mind that we really like, we could just kind of okay. So we can start. Out. We can start with our favorite um, female heroes. We'll start with the good guys, and then we'll go to the bad guys. But um, yeah, who wants to go first? Jamie, you want to go first? You want to go last? Well, yeah. I mean, I I already mentioned I already mentioned <laughs> Ray and just how important yeah. she is for me. Um, but yeah, she's she's just she's just so important to me because like she was there when I needed her the most and she always has like that determination and strength and the the confidence to be able to like choose her own path and choose the way that she wants to be. And that's something that always like really resonated like strongly like with me. Yeah. And I do see we can just kind of spitball out our our favorites as we go here, but I do see over your shoulder you have an emphasis nest. Um, oh yeah, she's back there. I didn't know if we were gonna like go. You want me to do my full list right now? Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can. I don't know. Well, I just we can get back to Enfys Nest, but I think Enfys Nest no, is a big deal because. So I, I, I. Yeah, go ahead. Well, really quick, since you pointed it out, um, but I had this uh, Enfys Nest. Uh, someone crocheted. I bought this at a convention last year. I'll take the helmet off really quickly. She's. It's a little bit of a jump scare. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I love that. She's adorable. The woman who made her even put like her little like freckles in. Um, oh, it's a little bit crap. scary though, so I leave the helmet on. That's oh, pretty cute. Um, it, it, I remember that looking scarier for some reason. But I think it, on camera it looks much better. It's yeah, it's a pretty scary in person. But um, <laughs> funnily enough, like about this little Enfys plushie, um, a good a good friend of mine saw it at a convention, and she like ran back to like where we were and was just like, "Hey, I saw an Enfys nest thing. You need to go and get her." And I was like, "All right, I'm on it." When <laughs> I went. Um, but yeah, I, I love this little thing. But I, I love Infus Nest because that's like another thing of just like it, she she is so overlooked. I mean solo is oh, yeah. so overlooked. Um, but like I've I've always loved her as a character and just everything about her because like she is uh she's a child soldier um who took over this entire group after her own mother like passed away. And but she is like showing that like spark of rebellion and just like showing that you still need to like carry on no matter what. And it's a bit radical, but it's like a very cool and very unique character. And I love Erin Kellyman. Like she has like been awesome like so far. Like I love her and like Falcon Winter Soldier as well. Like she hasn't done like as much as like we've hoped she was in Willow. Um, but like, man, I love her as well. So she's just like another like awesome addition to and the I, Star Wars repertoire of actors. I think she's kind of a 
great example of what we're talking about here because the movie set up and people can think what they want to think, but uh, I feel like it's, it's a big surprise when she takes the helmet off and she's a girl. Mm -hmm. like yeah. People, yeah. The, deep, the deep voice in the mask were probably led to believe it's a guy. I don't know if Beckett says like he or about Enfistas or anything they, at some point. They, but Yeah, they everyone thinks that in the beginning. Um, I remember there was all like the news like at the premiere, they they hid Aaron like coming in to the premiere. So like they didn't show she was there because they didn't want it to be like, oh, who is this? Um, so, like, she's not, not in any of like the pre-publicity on the red carpet for Solo, which sucks. That did, um, and that was suck. But they wanted to keep it a surprise. Yeah. But that, that was such a great reveal. And I remember pretty much remember being in the theater and like you going in, you liked the look of Enfisness. Anyways, mm -hmm. you were like, oh, mm -hmm. well, maybe I'll cosplay that one day or something. You're still kind of thinking that, but that's a long story. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I pretty sure remember the helmet coming off of her to reveal um, that it was her. And you were like, you like flew through the ceiling. You were like, whoa, this makes us even cooler. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I literally had a, I knew it, like moment. Like I, like, I like like that, could yeah. tell, like I, like the, the first time like watching that movie, like you, you can tell like it, it you, like i'm sorry you can tell the way that she just like walks around and whatnot um it just made sense to me i hadn't i, I hadn't given it any thought <laughs> if i'm being honest wait Look, a minute <laughs> i will say this is something that probably would like fly over both of your radars but like if it's something like that like like a woman like in disguise it, it's something that like I like try and like pick out like all the time like in like the modern like shows the modern shows in like the newer <laughs> live action shows like i'll like look really closely to like see if like i can like tell if it's like a woman like walking or something in like stormtrooper armor because like they do like try to like mix in more of them if they can but they also try to like keep like the heights like the the same for the most part and so they try to just like cast usually guys that are like that tall um tall but women. like i always like try to look to see if if you can tell if any of them are like women because like, there's like not to derail about Phasma, but I thought this was like interesting <laughs> that like when they cast, um, oh gosh, what is her name? Gwendolyn Christie. When they cast Gwendolyn Christie, she's so iconic in her own right. And like, she's also so tall um, yeah. that like, she made like a big deal out of the fact that like, she wanted to like stand differently to show that like, she was like a female in armor, which I was, that was like super interesting, but I like, and it was like, just like her way of like uh, spinning it in there. So like, I don't know. I was I always found that interesting, and I love that like she like added that like aspect as well. And I really wish that like she didn't die. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe she didn't. Um, you never know. Um, yeah, you never do know. Yeah, I, I just wish that like that we get like more um, from her as well somehow, and maybe in the future if they do like you know Last Jedi from a certain point of view, like what was she doing for the entire movie until she just shows up? <laughs> I really want to know. <laughs> anyway. Good question. These are the um, things I think about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Matt, uh, who were, you know, you can rattle off a couple. You can rattle off one. Who do you got for your, well, I mean, your favorite women heroes? I've been thinking about Ray a lot lately, and that sounded weird. I didn't mean it. To, I didn't mean <laughs> for that to sound as weird as it did. <laughs> but I, so the more I have kind of like thought about Ray and like, you know, kind of fleshed out her arc and, and, I've been been making a video lately uh, and I've been piecing everything out and doing everything. The more I realize that really Ray is like, so Luke, when Luke's, when you look at Luke Skywalker's character arc in the original trilogy, you 
get like the archetypal quintessential hero's journey as spelled out in the book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, that George, you know, was like reading like the Bible for crying out loud uh, <laughs> to make Luke's arc. And when people talk about the hero's journey, the first thing they think of is Luke because he is like the archetypal hero's journey character. Well, Ray is the archetypal heroine's journey character. I, it absolutely boggled my mind when I first started reading about the heroine's journey. And like, first of all, just to get really quickly into it, the heroine's journey uh, was created by Maureen Murdoch, who was a student of Joseph Campbell and who created the heroine's journey after Joseph Campbell kind of rejected the idea of a woman having like the hero's journey. It's a long story. Won't get into it. N not a good look, Joseph. But she created the heroine's journey. It's a book. I've been reading it. Uh, very good at getting in touch with your feminine side and learning about uh, that kind of stuff. I actually really found some of this stuff very interesting. Other stuff uh, is all like dissecting dreams nonsense, but the other stuff's pretty good. And then that's also in the that's also in the hero with a thousand faces. Like a lot of Joseph Campbell's work is dissecting dreams. Anyway, long story long. Uh, Ray is like the <laughs> archetypal heroine's journey character. If you look at the heroine's journey and then you look at like the steps that Ray goes through over the course of the three films, they line up beautifully, perfectly. And it and it and to me, that's not a coincidence. That cannot be a coincidence because it it is literally perfect. Like you could you you could show like a baby, like a two-year-old, like the heroine's journey and be like, oh, you know, now tell me what each step is that Ray goes through in the movies, and they would be able to point it out. It's so like just baseline archetypal perfect. And I don't think she gets any credit for that. And that's such a shame. And I honestly think it's just because a lot of fans are like those kinds of like do bro people who don't know about the heroine's journey who don't understand that kind of that side of like hero storytelling because heroine's journey is very emotional it's not as physical as the hero's journey so you get less of like the oh and then you know she gets really strong and she overcomes the person by beating the crap out of them it's like not that way it's like totally different um and yeah so ray is like perfectly that and now i've been going back and looking at all these other characters and i'm like oh that's a heroine's journey that's a heroine's journey but none of them are as good as ray's none of them i will say if you look at katniss everdeen in the hunger games her arc is almost quintessentially the heroine's journey as well and so i mean it, it's just really cool looking at that side of like women in storytelling and, and learning about like that structure um so yeah Ray has like shot up the list of like some like one of my favorite Star Wars characters because of this whole like experience. I'm happy to hear that. I'm always happy to hear that. I remember not that I hated her at the beginning or anything. I loved Ray. Um, but like <laughs> I'm gonna, now I'm like archetype. She's awesome. I'm going to bring this up and it's it's funny. It's something we did uh, maybe back in like 2019 or so. I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, I, I don't I just it came up. We haven't talked about this in a while, I but there was a that. there was a thing. It was like a little website or link you'd go to. And you would, you wouldn't like rank your favorite Star Wars characters, but it would say like this versus this, like Luke versus uh, Jabba. Like you'd pick Luke or whoever, and like at the by the end, it would say like, judging on who you picked, what your favorite Star Wars character was, one to one hundred. I think it was. Yeah. It was a long one. It was fun though. I think it might have been during COVID and we had nothing to do. So uh, we gave Matt crap because. I think you had Ray at like thirty nine or something, dude. Ray was but like, yeah, you, but she was but like towards Ray. the middle. You've always yeah. loved Ray. You love the sequel films like us, and it's like you didn't intentionally do it. It just happened. So no, it was just one of those now things. I think up. the thing, 
like pitted her against like all of my favorite characters. It was like Ray versus like Kane, and I'm like, well, shit. It's like, yeah, it's damn tough. it. And then it would be like Ray versus Luke, and I'm like, damn it. And it would keep doing <laughs> that. And I was like, and 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 that's why she got such a low rank. But yeah, yeah. If I took that test again, hopefully it doesn't pit her against the same characters. <laughs> but it would. Somehow, she would probably but... be higher. I so... will say that. Obviously, I'm just giving you a hard time there, but it's good oh, yeah, to of hear, uh, you know, your videos coming along. And I actually, I was hoping you would bring up the heroine's journey. So I'm glad you did. Um, yeah, dude, the cool heroine's little... journey is so cool. It's awesome. Like yeah. learning about it and like just like, and now I'm like able to like point it out and be like, oh, that's this stage. That's this stage and all these different characters. And it's like completely opened my eyes to like and it. And the best thing about the heroine's journey is that it doesn't even have to be a woman. You you know men go through the heroine's journey too, just like women can go through the hero's journey. And right. I think that's another reason why people kind of conflate Ray's and Ray does go through the hero's journey, and the hero's journey is part of the heroine's journey. But that's a whole different thing. And it's again, all, I'm not going to get all into intertwined. It because, yeah, it's it's a lot. But I'll so say that. Yeah, I mean we've all talked about Ray here, so I mean Ray is definitely one of my favorite uh, women heroes in Star Wars, and. I don't know. I don't really know what it is about her, but it's kind of what Jamie was saying. Like she's on her own, um, a relic of the empire, as Matt has said, it, living a in a relic of the empire, of the empire yeah. and scavenging relics of the empire you know, in the Star Destroyer and everything. And I just, I love her. Her introduction in Force Awakens is one of my favorite parts of that movie, and one of my favorite things in Star Wars. How it just transitions to her wearing the goggles, takes them off, or whatever she does. And uh, her theme, her theme is definitely. Like musical theme we're talking here her theme is just like uh probably one of my favorite star wars it's it's a little whimsical i think as you said matt like it took you a little to get used to it yeah. but like uh i don't know i just love it and she's just i don't know i i personally liked where her story went and like i i understand i liked the ray nobody thing that was that was awesome and i would have been fine if they continued that but i also do like the ray palpatine thing um i know some people are probably cringing Maybe even Jamie's one of them, but uh, so I, like, I, I I like the idea of her overcoming that, and I liked kind of where that went. It might have not been the cleanest thing, but um, yeah, Jamie. What yeah, you got? no, I I agree on all of that. So I've I've come around to it in the sense of um, she chooses who she wants to be in the end, and she doesn't let just a name or like her bloodline define her and i think that that is so much more powerful than the fact that she has palpatine blood oh. yeah mm -hmm. like it's just like sure like i wish that like it, it developed differently in the films like i i really do wish it was developed differently like i wish maybe like she knew earlier and like she was grappling with it a little bit longer um because i think that that would have been a little bit spicier but like i i think that it was it's fine that like that was the route that it went and that was what her bloodline was because the, at the end of the day like the biggest message is um you choose your own destiny and you choose who you want to be and through your actions as as a person not not your family's past or like what your what you're like i don't know what your holocron destiny tells that you're gonna do like you don't let that define you you like you pick your own path and i think that that is most important and that that's like one of like the biggest like messages that like i've been like trying to like work through in like my life as well of just like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and like i have the support around me that like i have chosen that has given me good feedback and i've taken care to make sure that i have 
worked out like the people that like aren't necessarily there to support me or the ones that aren't really there on my side and they might not necessarily be the ones that you thought originally and i don't know i it's just it's just a good message at, at the end of the day like i i do like how she overcame everything at the end and it was it's just a modern like take on it because i don't know yeah I liked it no, because of just like picking who you want to be based on your actions. Kind of like a choosing your own family kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, her arc, that's another thing that people always seem to get wrong about Ray is that her arc is not a copy of Luke's specifically because Ray, Ray's arc is not her wanting to become a Jedi. It's her wanting to find belonging in a family. Yeah. And if you look at, if you look at the final films in each of the trilogies, they tell you exactly where this character's arc is heading. So like Anakin wants power and he becomes a Sith in Revenge of the Sith. Luke wants to become a Jedi and he becomes a Jedi in Return of the Jedi. Rey wants a family and she becomes a Skywalker in The Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that if you ever need help figuring out what each character arc is leading towards, just look at the last film in each trilogy and it'll tell you exactly where they end up, where they're heading. Um, and Sith, I think Jedi, you know, Skywalker, exactly. And that's, and that's important. The heroine's journey is very emotional. It's very uh, much about finding your place, your belonging, mm -hmm. finding a place where you're comfortable, uh, with yourself and, uh, kind of, you know, integrating the masculine and the feminine side of you into something, you know, uh, because that's the heroine's journey is all about kind of the woman feels the need to reject her femininity and embrace masculinity because of society. And, you know, the idea that masculine masculinity gets things done and then when they reach the the uh, the place where they're supposed to get like the boon of success they don't get it because they rejected their feminine side and then they start to look for it and, it, and it's like this whole big thing and again i won't get into it but that, that's <laughs> you're, more you're saving than I, it i keep i keep wanting to talk more about it but i won't um but it is i mean that's... it's it's emotional and it's it's more about uh comfort than it is about like, you know, justice. I, I'll say that. You want yes. you want to talk about Harris and Dilla? <laughs> my of favorite course. Star, my favorite, uh, probably my favorite um, woman hero in Star Wars. First of all, best pilot in the galaxy. Don't uh, don't come at me with anything. She she definitely is. She's better than Poe. She's she better than Poe. She outfly Wedge, who taught Poe. Probably yes. Yep. I would say so. Better than I would Han. say that she taught Wedge. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Better than better than Anakin. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no disagreement here. I think I mean. That's proven in, in Rebels. She out, yeah, she, she outflies kind of like Vader a, for crying out loud. Him. She outflies Vader, and I'm sorry, she totally does. Like that that move where she gets the super the star destroyers to to turn on their tractor beams and catch uh, Vader instead of her when they're when she's escaping. That's brilliant. Not that's to mention, like, well. She's smart with it too. All these other guys are just like, you know, balls to the wall. They just want to get from point A to point B, crashing into walls and whatever. And they're all flying. Keep in mind, they're all flying like starfighters of some sort, like that are meant to be going fast. She's yeah. flying a boat. She's flying this a lady's yacht. flying a boat. She's flying <laughs> she's a yacht. Fly she's yeah, doing she's it. She's flying a boat house. Like, and it's so funny you say that because I, I'm immediately reminded to the uh, of the comics when Luke and Vader get in their first like fight after the Death Star, uh, oh, and Luke's in his X-wing, yeah, and, and and Vader's in his tie, and he's like, 
I can't, I can't outfly this guy. So Luke just turns around and crashes into him. I love that. <laughs> so I'm holding up this Funko Pop that Jamie like, got does me. She ever fly in an X-wing? I don't think does she, she ever. She flies I, in an A-wing in Rebels. Maybe I'm a fake. Times. She flies in an A-wing. She flies in a B-wing. I don't remember her flying yeah. in an X-wing, but they made this Funko Pop of her in an X-wing. So if anyone does remembers she fly that, in an X-wing in, in squadrons. No, I don't think. I don't think, I don't she think flies so. In squadrons. I'll have to turn in my Harrison Dilla fan club card if that's okay. If she does fly an X wing, and I don't remember yeah. it. But somebody, you get, somebody you get a comment. pass. Somebody in comments or uh, let us or know Chad. on Twitter or whatever, <laughs> or Chad, just Chad in general. Just text <laughs> right, right now, I'm going to be getting a text from Chad when he's listening or watching this, and uh, I'm not sure actually. He's going to say something like that. Um, but yeah, Hera is just awesome. I've always kind of we always talk about this. She's a huge comfort character for me. Um, She's the mom of the ghost crew. People call her Star Wars mom, I guess. But like, um, uh, I don't want to say like, I mean, it, it worked out well in Ahsoka, but like her in Rebels is like, I love that version of Hera. I love Vanessa Marshall's take on it. Um, I mean, she is Hera. So she's the Ash Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka. She's Hera. And um I, she's the she's the heart and soul of rebels to me i mean how can you argue she's not kanan it's a huge part of it but um she's kind of she's the heart and soul to kanan so like yeah. Well, yeah she's the one who keeps everybody together she's the yeah. one who connects to the outside rebels she's the one that helps form the rebel alliance along with mon Mothma. it's crazy it's like you know it, i mean that's just just crazy wild stuff and I just love her background, and I, I'm glad we got to see some of it in Bad Batch. Like that—that is—that yeah. is my favorite yeah. Bad Batch episode, two-parter, yeah. um, with uh, her living on Ryloth um, with with her father, her mother and father, Cham and uh, Elaine. Elaine. I'm gonna say Denali. Elaine. Mm -hmm. um, and Captain Hauser. And like Cham, Captain Hauser. Yep, my guy, my boy, Baja Ballast. Baja Ballast. Uh, so it's. It's cool to see that her dad is such a he's a great character, how extreme he is um, and kind of like how Hera isn't like that. And she kind of goes her own way with the rebellion or you know, starting the rebellion. Well, and Rebel yeah, because like she sees what Cham does and she's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I She's like, I agree, but I really don't agree with this. And, and so she just like takes it in her own way instead. Um, and I, I really do like how she also just like pretty much strikes out on her own because she's like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with you and I'm going to do this my way and, I, and I'm sorry, but goodbye. Um, Which is really brave to stand yeah. up to a guy like Cham, uh, you know, pretty intimidating guy. Even Kanan Jarrus, who's Jay, gone through so many uh, things, was intimidated by him. His like one of my quote unquote father-in-law. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. So like, I mean, I love Hera. Um, you know, I don't know some of the reasons you guys like Hera. Probably the same reasons. I mean, she's just well, like, everything I just said. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fa you know, you put it perfectly. She's the mom of the group, and moms are cool, and yeah. she's cool. You know, moms that's cool. how it is. Moms are cool. That's, a, that's the quote of the episode. No, it's true. I mean, and then she's a literal mom because Jason Sedula comes around, and, and yeah, and then she becomes a literal yeah. mom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say, like, I wish that like there was more of. Um, more of an emphasis on moms in Star Wars because like we we do have a lot of moms in Star Wars but usually something like tragic happens to them <laughs> yeah no it's <laughs> like, true like, like Hera's mom. mom dies we don't know how right. but she does um, Shmi um, that right. uh, Padme Peru. herself uh, <laughs> we right. never meet Padme's family um, any of that uh, who else um, is a mom 
well Ray's not a mom, mom but Aunt, Aunt Beru. Leia. L- Leia. That is a very tragic tale. <laughs> the way incredibly that develops. tragic trail um, tale, and uh, so is Aunt Beru. Holy crap! Yeah, is there not yeah, a single? So, so what I'm getting at, like all the main characters who like their moms like get like mentioned. Sabine's mom. No. Jesus. But, yeah. <laughs> There's not a single. normal mother-daughter thing without something tragic happening in star wars here's the thing that's Mm. one thing i wish that there was more of of were were more mothers and their daughters having some sort of like healthy relationships here um because we're finally getting a lot of these uh weird father and child combination shows exactly there are so many like like so many i actually i love recently um I saw photos of this, but Lucasfilm does like a chalk festival every year of just like art of like their artists like um do like little drawings. One group that works on the Bad Batch actually did um, a drawing of it was Anakin holding baby Ahsoka, Mando holding Grogu, and then Hunter holding baby Omega. And it was just like the three dads and their kids. And I, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. But like those are like the like three of like those like instances. Um, yeah. Just anyway i just i just want more mothers in star wars that ahsoka's like, mom like, dead ahsoka's mom ahsoka's was pretty mom badass was yeah. she was great i don't remember if she died. she had to like give she doesn't die but she, she had to give, give up her, her daughter though so but like a part part of the heroine's journeys uh step one of the heroine's <laughs> journey is the separation of the feminine uh in which uh our heroine rejects her feminine See, side checking uh, off the boxes as we go here as manifested usually in her mother she sees her mother as like weak or or uh so like uh what's the word suffocating and she kind of rejects her mother and turns away from her mother and a lot of the heroine's journey is kind of coming to terms with your mother um so i don't really know what that has to do with like half the examples we gave though because most of them are just like oh i'm a mom and now i'm dead uh but there's some good there's some stuff in there there's there's i guess in in hera's example it'd be like coming to terms with her father and then yeah but yeah Yeah. no i mean that's an interesting point you brought up you bring up jamie like i didn't think of that um i hadn't either until you just mentioned it this is again something that both of you guys want to think about but something that i think about yeah (laughs) i guess the most the healthiest like mother daughter relationship i would say was probably like leia and ray Mother Talzin. And even that ends. Yeah, Mother Talzin and, and Asajj <laughs> Ventress. Or Mother Talzin and Maul. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> so supportive. She's so supportive of her son. Oh, yeah. Did we mention Mon Mothma? And her daughter. No, we didn't mention that, but that's also another weird That's kind of tragic in its own way. Although we'll so see far. in season two. I don't know what happens to Perrin. Perrin Marva. Perrin. What's her name? Marva's gr- That's Marva. a perfect mother relationship. Yes. Yeah. Still pretty tragic though. She's awesome. Marva is so good. She that is tragic, but I mean, it's like old it, age. I mean, it's it's, a little different. it's dying of old age is is. I mean, it's it's it is tragic to lose a parent. Yeah, it's of always course, tragic of course. To lose a parent. Um, but not but like the I other think ones. That's it's not. Yeah, it's not like getting blown up on a planet or or you know getting murdered by Tuscans. Uh, it's different. And and her death is like one of the big sparks of the rebellion. So it's like, that's like even cooler. So Marva, Marva, Marva's the big one. That's a good one. Um, Marva's the least tragic mom in Star Wars. Confirmed. <laughs> if we can think of more. Oh, I, I got one. Mala. Mala's the least tragic mom in Star Wars. Chewbacca's wife. Oh, of course. Mother to Lumpy. There you go. Lumpa. Lumpa I'm gonna go watch Mara. the holiday special after this. <laughs> 
So and speaking of female Wookiees, let's go with Sagwa. Love Sagwa. Sagwa's good. Sagwa's good. Um, on the Shout flip out. side here, Jamie mentioned, you know, parent and sibling, uh, sibling, parent and kid relationships, you know, father, father, son, father, daughter. Let's talk about Omega. I love Omega. We all, we all love, I mean, Jamie, you love, <laughs> I love Omega. We all kind like, of like the bet. We love the bad batch, right? But we're always mm -hmm. like, I wonder what it is that like, why is it number Jamie's number one thing? But it's, it's because of Omega. So, it's like, because of Omega. I mean, the <laughs> one thing like with me. We've already heard my tale 10 times tonight. Um, but like uh, I, I fell into the Clone Wars late. And my favorite thing about the Clone Wars was always um, Ahsoka Tano. Um, my favorite thing about the Clone Wars was um, the clones. And it, it actually it, it was like from the start. They were always my favorite. And I, I was just like so interested in everything about that. And the fact that like we got this arc for the Bad Batch. It was it's just such like a funny like little like unique group and I just loved them from the start and then the show developed so differently than what I thought it was going to be. Like I'm so glad it was their adventures post everything that happened in the war and you just add an omega. It was it was literally such a wild card to me of just like adding her into this. And I I love her with every fiber of my being. Like I love her. I love Michelle Ang and I just I just love Omega so much. And she's just everything. She is just the, the, the pure hope of the future mm. of Star Wars. Um, not, not just of Star Wars, but the hope of the galaxy at this point as well. She yeah, doesn't even know it. That's a perfect way to put it. Pure hope. She is <laughs> like just one of the best characters because she's always just looking for like the positive in everything. Yeah. In the people around her and the situations that she's in. It's, it's incredible. She's awesome. Yeah. Because like we've seen her grow from being like silly little kid who doesn't know what she's doing and yeah. she's gonna run off but she also is is very smart and very quick to learn and that's just part of um being a clone of like a that, that Django fett brain is just they're very adaptable and so like i i love how like she she has like that like built in but like she's just she's just perfect okay like she she's makes her mistakes but she's perfect and i think the show does such a creative way of you know obviously she's hanging out with the clones her her brothers and um like i mentioned she meets hera she meets another uh great female character hera in season one of bad batch and then season two with senator chuchi was some of my favorite moments uh mm -hmm. for omega yep. like seeing the senate and like oh where's like where's the clones um representation it's like oh they don't have any but like she's so not not i don't want to say naive but she's so like hopeful that's a very yeah. good question um, and it, it, it's it's heartbreaking because like we know that show and her story I don't want to say her story won't end well, but her story is about to go through a lot of rough patches at some point, yeah. I imagine. So like it like breaks your heart because I mean, Omega is just the best. She is one of my favorite characters as well just in all of Star Wars, just because she's another comfort character for me. She's so like hopeful. And it's like, I want to be like that. And I think we can all see a bit of ourselves in her, like as we were kids and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, she's just a kid exploring the Star Wars galaxy. Like I feel like as us, as, as kids exploring the Star Wars galaxy, it's like that. Uh, was I watching Attack of the Clones saying, hey, where's in the Senate building? Where is uh, the clones representation? Maybe, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, another another female character I wanted to mention. Um, well, we have to get to Ahsoka at some point because Ahsoka yeah. is like, you know, very Ahsoka important. Ahsoka is, is so big for so many people because it's, she, Ahsoka is so big at first for people who 
um, were slightly too young for the prequels when the prequels came out, and then Ahsoka was their first like brush with Star Wars. Um, and I I love that like that was like some people's like introduction to Star Wars was everything through the Clone Wars and everything with Ahsoka, and she has just grown so much herself like over the years of just going from this character that like the fandom like hated literally because she was a girl yeah. um to becoming like one of the most beloved star wars characters now and i have faith that like all of these like main characters all of these main female characters can have the potential to be that um not just for like some specific people of which like that's like they're it's like this like small group of people is their favorite character no a lot of people do actually like love these characters because like they see them in you, oh in themselves God go to any convention and count the number of times you see someone in a Ray costume for crying Easily. out loud. Oh, yeah. I go to Star Wars Celebration, Ray numbers in the hundreds and no one even comes close. Ray is number one, number two and number three on the list of like the most costumes I see. It's not even close. Hmm. It's ridiculous. It's like every time somebody tells me like, oh, nobody, nobody connects to Ray. Ray's a bad character. It's like not, not in the slightest, dude. Just look. Just look at how many people she like and it's, connect with her. It's just you always nuts. see just like dudes that saying that, like dude bros. It saying is that. Like, literally just dudes saying that. Uh, look at other people's point of view, and like pe people don't do that. And it's like like someone like Jamie or like other girls out there, like they see like this that cool scavenger character that turns into a Jedi in a great moment at the end of Force Awakens. Like she's very she's awesome. She means a lot to so many people. Yeah. So it goes back to what I said in the very beginning of this episode is you want to see yourself in this kind of content. Like you want to have your escape into this galaxy and you're not going to be seeing yourself if that person, first of all, like doesn't like look like you, if that person isn't like the same gender as you or like even if like the personality is like slightly similar, it's hard to sometimes like relate. And so like by having these characters that are you know like reflections of like what real people like look like that aren't just like one white guy like this entire time like every single time it just that's what sets it apart and that's why it's so important and i don't know i was i've just been so anxious to like make this episode it's been like years coming and this has just been like so tough to actually just like sit through and just like try to just like talk about this because it's it's just stupidly so important and we're all just like so scared to like talk about it um anyway yeah i mean yeah. usually <laughs> i mentioned at the beginning that we're all goofy what did i say goofy group but like yeah the goofy group uh sometimes we touch upon these very important topics and as jamie said like we shouldn't be anxious to have to talk about these things but, like it should be normalized that this is a thing like the fact we have the fact we're having an episode about women in Star Wars says it's not like we're gonna be having a, a men in Star Wars episode. Like, oh, it yeah. says like that's, this that's is, been every other episode. <laughs> yeah, this is supposed to be. Um, this is important. Like, and we're talking about the reasons of why this is important, and it's how much it's grown since the beginning. Um, had something else I was gonna say, but I totally forget. Oh, this is kind of a side topic, but like, it's kind of interesting. And it makes me think, like, what makes our favorite characters? Like Jamie mentioned, like we see ourselves in them and it's true like oh we like that person's costume is that it or like do they look like us do they act like us it's kind of a maybe that's a topic for another time but that's interesting right i think that like yeah. do we admire like them favorite characters in general um is like you yeah it's a combination of it's something that you can relate to personally or it's something that like 
you dig deep yourself and it's something that you wish that you could have yourself or like experience yourself. And that's how like a, a lot of the times of like my favorite characters, I get like super like attached to like that way. I'm just like, that's like an experience that like I experience similarly, or it's something that like, that's something that like I would like want to do personally. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think that could be a cool topic or something we can get into another time with people. Yeah. But it's why, to think why about. are our favorite characters our favorite characters yeah that's kind of cool i, I could it's list off like 20 but it's also acceptable to just say i don't know i think they're cool like yeah. i think that that's I mean, also honestly, totally fine like when that's you were talking about that fun. in my head i was just like i just think they're cool i like them <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> cool. I, and i'm trying to like figure out why i like them but i'm like uh, I just think so cool. we we cool. sort of brought up ahsoka and matt i know you probably have a lot of good thoughts on ahsoka and like why mm -hmm. she's just i mean she's I guess I'll say my piece first because I introduced you and then I'm like, no, I'll say something, but I'm sure you have something <laughs> wow, grand to say. So I'll save you for last. Um, she's just been in so many things like how she's just great. Um, we've seen like every point of her life, literally with Tales of the Jedi yeah. as a baby her birth. Yeah. And then we see her as, you know, a young, uh, is she even a teenager in Clone Wars? I don't know the exact yes. age, but very she's, early. Uh, but she's 14. like 14. She's very young. Um, and then we see her, you know, grow over the years in Clone Wars and then into uh, Rebels. When we see her, she's, you know, not a totally different person, but very different. She's seen some shit. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and then by the time of Ahsoka, she's still seen even more shit. So it's quite the journey. And we've uh, seen Matt, her birth, the... we've seen her death. We've seen her death. We've seen her death. Three um, deaths. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, and and she's just like a great she's one of those like generational characters that just like connects to like all three trilogies like i know she doesn't super connect to the sequels but she's it she, her voice is in it she talks to yeah. ray that's pretty cool um but yeah no i mean when you said i had something grand to say about her i mean i cool. well you I know like she's cool she's cool <laughs> <laughs> this is your this is your chance to mention the, the heroine's journey again. Yeah, I mean the she does she she goes through more of a hero's journey. I was going to talk about Bo Bo Katan um, okay. at some oh, point because she also goes through a hero's journey, like a very archetypal classic hero's journey, uh, where she takes up the sword and you know one of the steps in the hero's journey is is master of both worlds and literally, um. The armorer calls her the master. She walks two worlds at some point in right. Mando season three. So it's like that is definitely a click. But no, Ahsoka is definitely, in my opinion, and this is like a complete pet theory of mine that I've just like nursed for a long time. But I think the Clone Wars implements a lot of ideas uh, that George's sequels were going to utilize. And one of the big ideas that we knew that we know from what George had initially written way back in the day. I'm not talking about like his latest drafts that he turned into Disney, but way back he had a, a, a 14 year old girl as the main character. Um, and I, her name is, she has like a million different names. Um, but, and I think Ahsoka is a manifestation of that. He took that idea and he made, and he made the clone wars and he made the 14 year old, uh, female protagonist. Um, and, on that journey, she goes through a bunch of different things that I we see, you know, like uh, Maul returning and, you know, developing the criminal empire. She dies and is resurrected like we see Ray do later in the sequels. Um, so she is kind of like 
the forebearer of all these different things, all these other heroes, Ahsoka kind of has like walked their path and like seen it. And and I I truly believe like, and it's so funny to say this because Luke has always been seen as this character, but Ahsoka is really, I mean, Ahsoka the White is legit. Like <laughs> she is Gandalf. She is like the wise kind of like elder who's seen it all. And even though, you know, she isn't done learning, she learns a lot in her own show. Uh, and grows and kind of transforms a lot in her own show. Um, Ahsoka really has become just like one of the foundational characters of Star Wars. I think that's just like crazy to think about because I, when my aunt was here last week, I gave her a crash course on Ahsoka before we watched Ahsoka. So I picked out some episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels and then showed her scenes and stuff like that. And one of the things I did was I clicked on the movie and I showed her the scene where Ahsoka lands gets off the shuttle and is like, Hey, I'm Ahsoka and I'm <laughs> Anakin's Padawan and Anakin like freaks out. And I'm like, this is such an important moment. This is like so huge for star mm. Wars. And it's like, so it's like back in the day when I was sitting in the theater in 2008, watching the clone wars, I would have never guessed, never guessed that she would be as big as she is. Um, and I am like totally jazzed to see where her journey takes her. I, whether she, you know, returns to the galaxy or she stays on Peridia or whatever else. Um, I'm totally jazzed to just see where Dave Filoni takes her. Yeah. I do I will say that I do hope she dies before the sequels, <laughs> but that's like a weird thing to say, but I do. No, I mean, I get um, what you mean. And I, I think a lot of people are in that boat of, um, but we'll see. She'd be a lot like of her in her eighties in the sequels. Yeah. So seventies, <clears throat> So, Something like could, that. She could live to be so in that that age group. Um, once again, it's, this is kind of us going through our favorites of you know we don't want to forget anyone, but you know obviously we haven't talked much about Padme, but Padme's awesome and Padme's know, she's kind of like she's kind of like the. I first... wish we had seen a lot more of her Senate escapades in episode three because I think one of the main criticisms for Padme, and I think it's it's pretty legit, is that like for the third movie she spends like the entire time just like barefoot and pregnant. Uh, and sitting around the apartment and being like, oh, when's my husband getting back? <laughs> it's like, ah, you had you filmed scenes of her in the Senate and like talking about the formation of the rebellion and like doing all these things. Why didn't you give those to us, George? I know, which is great. Like we have Clone Wars to see a lot more Padme yeah, stuff. For in sure. It. And it's, and that she, stuff's all really cool. She shines in that. Um, yeah. Most of the time there are. I mean, her Jar, Jar Jar Padme episodes. <laughs> and I love Jar Jar. Don't sleep on those. <laughs> but I, I, I totally do. I totally sleep on those. Clone Wars Jar Jar has like a Italian accent for some reason. Sometimes, dude, but... Gungans are space Italians. I keep telling you this. <laughs> That's true. You do tell me that. <laughs> but um, yeah. And I, I mentioned mean... Bo Katan. We can't met. We can't end this episode before we talk about Fennec Shand. Mm -hmm. I know. I had I had her on my list. Um, I think she's a great addition, and she was probably my favorite part of book of boba fett i mean you know she was great in that and uh just being in the mandalorian i just wanted yeah to, we thought she had died yeah, exactly it was one of those things where it's like a, who who would have thought this character would it would become you don't bring in ming na so, wen to just not me as i said from the start you don't bring in ming na wen and then just kill her off yeah, you immediately. Get, you got you got that i didn't catch on I Once thought she again. was just another one of those like, wait, they bring on celebrities all the time to like stars, like one one offs. That's so true. I this was early on, though. We didn't know what they were doing. That's just true. I knew she what they was were like doing. The, they brought it probably back. the highest profile <laughs> guest they had on Mando. Yeah. 
and I'm totally not looking at my shelf over there, but let's see. Uh, <laughs> we got the Tuscan Warrior. Ooh. She's she's awesome. I love she's Tuscan badass. Warrior. Awesome. Once again, maybe a little not underused, but like could have actually do we ever know that she died or not? Probably. Sure they all died. Wasn't there like a question mark there? Mm, I think the it was one of those things where everybody was like, Oh, we don't see her body. And I'm like, Yeah. yeah. There's a pile of burning Tuscans that she's probably in already. So I'm sorry, guys. But yeah. she could be alive somewhere, but I, I don't see them. Sabine. Back. Wow. Sabine is. It's like uh, they're on a mountain now. Is that what this is? Well, Sabine is another character that goes We're focusing on our... the hero's journey and the yeah. heroine's journey. Because I was what we when I was rewatching Rebels with my aunt, and I was showing her the dark saber uh, trials, the trials of the dark saber, and then all all the other things that are associated with that. Like when she goes back to mm. Crow's Nest, she mm. goes through a very clear rejection of her mother and and. And her mother kind of looks at her and says, like, oh, man, I see my stubbornness in you and stuff like that. That's a heroine's journey and a hero's journey. And they both they intersect. Um, but that's really cool. We're missing another big one uh, that maybe uh, you guys are going to roll your eyes if I bring her up. But uh, Jin, Jin or so. <laughs> um, I'm not going mean... to roll my eyes. She's just if we're talking favorite characters, she's not on that I list. But I like good her. One, good one to bring up. Yeah, <laughs> she's she... going to bring up. Benefits greatly. I mean, I like Jin. I've, you, I've liked Jin. In you the, mentioned in Rogue One. I love Rogue One. Not to cut you off, but you mentioned going to celebration or conventions. You see a lot of rays. You see a lot of Jins. Yes, you do. Um, and I don't want to just say because they're like easier costumes to do than Ahsoka. But yeah, I mean, you see those for people. I mean, you see a lot of Ahsokas too. Yeah, and it's like a lot goes into that. But like, you know, if you're gonna wear a character to a convention, like you love that character. Like you're not gonna just wear. Oh yeah. It's not like wearing a T-shirt. Like. Yeah, so no exactly. Matter, no matter you if you love a, that T-shirt, if you're wearing it to a convention, though. No matter the day. budget right. you put into that costume, you love that you're representing. You you are that character for the day. So like, we see a lot of gins. Gins important. If so. anybody at all is interested in gin and wants more gin content, Rebel Rising is such a good book. Totally slept on. Mm. Um, totally something that was not on my radar until one day I was like, oh, I'll I'll read it, sure. And then I loved it, and it gave me Can such I, a cool insight on gin. Another tragic mother tale oh, eels you right oh back to the dead it's Lyra back but she was cool dead. she was she was a cool character in the five seconds we have with her i mean she's yeah. very cool in catalyst i will say i, heard, I, re I read catalyst oh, yeah. and like that was actually the best part of it um i think i like catalyst more than i liked rogue one <laughs> initially um but so yeah we we could go on. We could go on all day. Like, uh, there's there's Vel and yep. Vel and Cinta and Andor, and mm -hmm. that's yep. kind of a good transition because I want to get into cool uh, villain, female villains. Oh, yeah, we haven't, Star Wars, even, we haven't even covered is, the villains. Well, it's a it's a very it's a it's lot not shorter as much. of a list. It's a lot yeah. shorter of a list. A lot of them are kind of like True. Zam Wessel esque. Like, hey, don't don't sleep on Zam or, Wessel. Oh, I'm not or a sing. I mean, like. Um, but I wanted Let's to bring up off the, the bounty hunters. I wanted to bring up Deidre. Yeah, yeah. Deidre Miro from is great because I mean she's awesome. Like she's, she's a fantastic character, an awful person. Oh but yeah. she's yep. a fantastic character. But great, um, great villain. And I mm -hmm. love that they used her to cover like, like Cyril, like when he stalks her, and she's like, "This is not okay. Like, get the hell away from me." I'm like, such an interesting way to like cover that real world topic like yeah through dedra mira like okay um but yeah i i that was a very 
interesting scene, very important but interesting scene for like. Yeah. But then they they end up kind of like teaming up at the end, and I'm like, oh, weird. Out I don't know where that's gonna go. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, well, I like that. Who, who do you guys I like, have as villains? Uh, Asajj Ventress yeah, is, is is an awesome character from start to finish. She's a, a villain, and then she's a or she's a hero, then she's a villain, then she's a hero again. Um, just awesome. Uh, God, I, it's like, what can I even? Asajj is like see say. Asajj is like a definitely like if we were to poll the people listening to this and and uh, watching this, like I always see people rave about Asajj Ventress. Like I think she's definitely like, like up there as one of the best female. If villains. you were to just like throw out there, and be like, oh, who is your favorite female Star Wars villain? I think most people would say Asajj Ventress. Like, Hell, even if you said off. favorite female Star Wars character, a lot of people would yeah. say Asajj. No so. kidding. Yeah, she's awesome. You know, and and. You know, if we're talking about Night Sisters, we got to talk about uh, Marin. Yeah, Marin yeah. Is, absolutely, is an awesome character as well. Uh, I loved her in Fallen Order. I especially loved her in Survivor, and she's in Battle Scars. <laughs> yes, she <laughs> is. Your favorite book. <laughs> Matt no, giving um, a lot of shout outs to books here. I, well yeah, I'm sorry, but no, it's good. Battle it's good. Scars it's... has a great ending. I will say that, and and it's some great themes in it. Uh, and if you like steamy romance, uh, yeah, read that book. Uh, it's not that steamy. It's, probably it's the steamiest Star Wars has ever gotten. No, no, no. It's, it's not like okay. Survivor. It's steamier in Survivor. Like it's not like stuff. Stuff is like shown in this book. It's mentioned. And it's mentioned. Like, That's why like I say thoughts. it's not steamy. It's mentioned. We're talking. Hey, if that, we're talking yeah, about Matt, Matt. You were shitting yourself when you were reading this book, and I remember Dude, I read the same chapters as you, and I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't know what Matt is thinking is here, but it's, Star it's Wars. not. That was you so, read? It's so saucy for Star Wars. I'm Have so you read uh, Rising Storm? <laughs> yes, very it's saucier saucy. than Rising Storm, and I we didn't even sex. cover any of the. I had sex. <laughs> We didn't even cover any of the characters. Oh, we didn't cover any of the High Republic. The High Republic. I mean, I love Avar Chris. It's a lot. It's a lot. Avar Chris, guys. Um, We're going to see... Vernestra um, Rowe. Vernestra Rowe in Man. The Acolyte. That's a big deal. That's going to be... I love and Ember the Charhound. <laughs> I want to specific... If we're talking about villains, I want to shout out my favorite female Star Wars villain would probably be the mother uh, from Phase 2 of The High Republic. Uh, oh, okay. She is so good. Another tragic. Alicia Zeveron is such a good no, not a mother. I won't say anything more than that. Um, but there, her twist fumbled a little bit, but not too bad. I think she was still a great character, an awesome character. The mother is so cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, probably my favorite Star uh, Woman Star Wars villain for sure. Actually, uh, yeah. great villain. She she rivals Marky on Row for me, if yeah. I'm being completely honest. It's um, a good one. The Path of the Open Hand is such a cool uh, group, cool villain group. And now I'm trying to think. There's obviously others. The Magistrate, or uh, Morgan Elspeth. Morgan Elspeth. Yeah. Lady yeah. Morgan. Instead Lady of Morgan. Elspeth for some reason. A lot of um, uh, names, nicknames for her. Trilla. Trilla is a great. Trilla. Uh, Trilla. I love Trilla. 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 <laughs> Stella. That's Trilla. Like that. Trilla. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's dude, that's on... Cal. Yeah, the entirety is. of Fallen Order. 
Cal is just like Stanley going. It's it. It's the uh, that moment in Survivor. It's uh, Cal like hearing that himself. Yes. Oh yeah. And then, yeah. And then Seer Junda, great character. Great mm-hmm. character. Uh, I hate that, that we're bringing up during the villain trailer, segment. But, yeah. Um, oh, Trilla adjacent. Yeah. Mother Talzin, uh, we talked about. We Mother Talzin, I had a, I, I had a good one, and then I'm, I'm oh, Sam Wessel. He's a Sam Wessel. It's the best, one of the best. Oh, we're gonna Great let's uh, we're gonna leave with the uh, Doctor uh, Afra, and then I'll leave it up. There. Oh my God, <laughs> Doctor Afra is Jeez, awesome. Louise, Doctor Afra, rogue archaeologist, my favorite comic character. I mean, she's Sorry. the defining comic character. If you think of like each piece of media, I'll. I'll say like like the video games and the comics and the books all have like these central characters. And I would say Dr. Aphra is the defining Star Wars comic character. Just yeah. like I would say, you know, um, Cal would probably be the defining video game character, at least for the time being. But we're going to we're going to get more uh, K-Vess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're talking about future future wanted, women characters. I wanted to bring up K-Vess. I'm glad you brought that up. Um we talked about we'll talk about we hung up with you last night, Matt, and we talked about uh, how we're excited for that game. We were playing yeah. the Mission Impossible game on PS One, and for some reason, you're like, why. you know what? I can't wait for uh, Outlaws. I, I'm Outlaw. so excited for Outlaw. Outlaws. Um, Outlaw. Outlaws. Plural. Yep. So Outlaws. Pure, plural. We were talking about that, and then you were going into like how people are mad about, uh, oh, this not is not being able to customize their character. We can't customize characters. And I'm like, wait a minute. They didn't bring this up for Fallen Order. People love Cal, no. and for good reason. Cal's awesome, but they're only bringing it up because they're probably pretty sexist. So. My theory, at least, um, and it doesn't have to be overt, and it doesn't have to be, right. it doesn't have to be um, like uh, what's the word, like uh, malicious. But yeah. it's just something to think about. Why are you so disappointed that you couldn't customize this character and not say Cal, for instance? Yeah. I mean, you can customize Cal. You can make him like give him mutton chops and a big old mullet but that's still you, cal you know you were, and you could probably do the same thing for k give her yeah. mutton mutton chops and a big old mullet and, <laughs> and outlaws and, and we're forgetting know. another main star wars uh video game character iden versio i yes. love yes. Iden versio. Iden's awesome iden is great i want to see her more i in fact they should <sighs> bring the actress back for these friggin new republic shows what the hell are they doing She's, yeah. a, she's one of the founding, you know, people of the New Republic military, for crying out loud. I was just going to say, there's another mother-daughter relationship that ends in... Ooh, that ends in tragedy, damn it. But Zay Versio is a great character. Zay Versio is great. <laughs> Guys, if you want more awesome. Zay Versio, read, or uh, play Resurrections, and then read um, Resistance, Resistance Reborn. Reborn. That's like the best part of that book. Yeah, yep. it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zay is, is awesome in that book. Um... Conics, another yep. character. Yeah. Rose. We can talk about Rose. Um, yeah, I love Rose. Yeah, well, we could, we could just like the next Rose 10 Tico minutes, and Kate. But. but Rose is great. Like Rose is legit. I want to take some time to actually talk about how great Rose is because Rose is actually really great. Obviously, she's the angel on Finn's shoulder, um, yeah. and she has, in my opinion, just one of the great lines of Star Wars. And I know people are gonna roll their eyes. I know there are people out there who are gonna listen to this and be like, "Matt, you suck. I hate you." But f- not, you know, fighting. Saving what you love instead of fighting what you hate. I'm well, for some reason I'm not bringing out the the exact line, but the the idea behind that line is incredibly important and exactly what Star Wars is all about. There has never been a moment in Star Wars where a main character kills 
another like the villain just out of like hatred it's always to save somebody whether it's the death star you know zoning in on on yavin 4 or anakin killing palpatine to save luke or you know any of the other examples i could think of <laughs> it literally no, any I, of them literally it anything is a, it is a great line um i think for me it was just like a weird timing to use the line i mean oh, I it love definitely is a weird timing and I, i'm not really a fan just... of the kiss either but we can get it's, into that. It's it's a lot, but <laughs> the meaning the meaning of the line is perfect. Like it's that should be the theme. I mean, that kind of is a theme of Star Wars. So, uh, the armor, and shout out yeah. to Emily Swallow, friend of the show. Who, yes, uh, <laughs> Funko Pop right here. Who enlightened <laughs> us all about that character and how great she is. Um, definitely check that episode out if you haven't. And she called me out for. Uh, she called you out for thinking she was the bad guy. Thinking she was a bad person. So, inside in the... noodles. Friend of the show. show. Size noodles. Size noodles. <laughs> Size noodles. The best best uh, woman character in Star Wars, and uh, we're done. We can just you know what? Wrap it up right there. <laughs> that's true. That's that's what it is. <laughs> so, why so this you... has been. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been a um a kind of deep dive about women in Star Wars <laughs> with the All Net Marauders, in which uh, we just talked about how you know it's it's important to see yourself in Star Wars, and that's what it's all about. We talked about all of our favorites and definitely missed like a good handful of them, but that's usually we'll be back. how it goes. We'll do uh, more. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll we'll do another sure. similar episode sometime um but yeah we'll be back another time on the holland up marauders podcast you can find us everywhere on social media at holland up marauders if you've been watching this video version we have an audio version take us to go and any major audio listening platform for podcasts if you've been listening to the audio version we have a video version as well check us out on youtube and uh yeah that's all yeah that's all we have right now yeah anyway this has been the holland up marauders podcast we'll see you guys next time <laughs>